Hello and welcome to Beers in the Sheds. I'm your host, Josh Donahoe, and I'm joined each week by my good mate, Daniel Friend. This is episode number 12 on another of our weekly podcasts, where we chat about all things sport and beer, just the general chats I guess you'd find yourself having with mates in the sheds after the game. So, Friendy, it's been a minute, mate. A couple of weeks off. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, mate. I'm, I'm flying. Um, you've been a little bit, little bit crook, but you're back and ready to rumble now. Um, yeah, I've been great, mate. I'm on school holidays now, so I uh, can't complain nice. and yeah, ready to go. How about you? What else has been happening apart from the, the sickness? You've been, you've been off with work as well? Yeah, been down for the count, had a nasty bout of the flu, probably a week literally lying horizontal, probably the yeah. biggest hit I've had in flu for a long time. Wasn't COVID, wasn't COVID, yep. but um, definitely was a bit of a nasty one. Still got the, the long everyone, lasting effects on the chest. Yeah, everyone's yeah. Saying, oh, I don't know. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't COVID, I promise. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't COVID. Um, yeah. But it's, um, yeah. no, nah, it's definitely going around. Lots of people were down with it, me included. But yeah, look, prior to that, I had a trip over to Perth. I had down in Sydney and Melbourne for a tourism conference yep. as well. So I've been busy with work and then also busy being sick. But uh, I'm back, back on the go. Ready to go. What happened in Perth, mate? I heard that was pretty good. Yeah, Perth was awesome. I was over there for a beer conference. Yes, there is such a thing. Um, I was having a chat about building a craft beer trail on a, on a panel there at the West yep. Australian Brewers Association conference, but uh, checked out a few breweries, went and watched the game of footy. It was, uh, oh, yeah, it was an awesome trip. I highly rate Perth. Yeah. Love it, man. I've never been there and it's somewhere I always want to go. I reckon me and you might be due for a test match or, or something like that. Maybe Adelaide will get in the way. I don't know, but yeah. Perth we should be. put one of those on the list. Highly I reckon. Missed. Yeah, I reckon. Well, it's been a little bit, but for the last week, what's been your play of the week, mate? Anything tickle your fancy? Yeah, you're right. It has been a little while, so there's been lots of sport news, but I have to say Wimbledon is at the top of the list just purely because of the, the theatrics and the antics and the hype. <laughs> I've never seen Wimbledon at this level before, yep. and it's something special. And I think it's quite unique that it's the, the only Wimbledon where points haven't been accrued, and all mm. of a sudden there's this hype attached to it. Obviously, Nick Kyrgios... Is bringing a lot of uh, a lot of attention, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm calling it the Happy Gilmore of tennis. He's really bringing that <laughs> that hype and that media, and talking to the camera and inter- interacting with the crowd and revving up his opponents. And yeah. Um, yeah, look, it's been exceptional to watch, and and watching um, Sitsipas really just fall apart under that pressure yeah. shows that he's bringing it. Kyrgios is bringing a different element to the game. So that's been awesome to watch. Um, in the background, obviously, Joker and Nadal have just been going about their business and found their way into the quarters and jokers into the semis already. Yep. Um, but I think we're, you know, we're staring down the barrel of a, a Kyrgios Nadal semi potentially. And then that would line up a potential final against the joker. I mean, you cannot script that. And no. I, I think that would be mental to watch. So I'll be glued to the last few games and the last few rounds for sure. Absolutely. Imagine the chat back and forth in that match. Probably Nick Moore talking to just himself, I reckon. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's box office, mate. Um, bit of stuff going on at home with Nick Kyrgios, but we're not going to comment on that. I think the tennis has been awesome. I love watching him play. Uh, he Just so exciting, like big bomb serves, massive forehands, just screaming for no reason. Um, yeah, do you see him in the press conference the other day when uh, the, the clearly the journo was trying to get um, under his skin and I sort of retorted his question and everything. And he just said, Oh, well you keep doing you champ and give him the big wink. And geez, I, I thought it was <laughs> awesome. It just, Oh, so good. Yeah. His, his tennis has been next level and his uh, yeah. post-match interviews have been pretty entertaining at the same time. So um, 
look forward to the coming weeks for that. And then, look, I had to just slip in the Socceroos qualifying for the World Cup. Mm. That's also happened during our break. Uh, and in the process, obviously, the goalkeeper, Andrew Redmayne, has become an yeah. absolute Aussie hero for his He's antics. Gosford Junior. Yeah, is he? Right. Yeah, yep. Central Coast, yep. Oh, mate, he was, he's definitely set the world alight with uh, his antics and water bottle, uh, yeah. chucking the water bottle away with the notes on it. So yeah. he's, he's become an Aussie hero. At the same time, he's on the security watch list all throughout Peru. So um, <laughs> that was good news too, mate. What about you? What's, what's been your play of the week, friendy? Oh, mate, you know cricket's my bread and butter. So my play of the week, it, it pains me to say, uh, the English cricket team and Brendan McCullum's transformation of them. So... They've been playing basically how he used to play. And, and I think it's been fantastic for the game of um, not only their game, but just test cricket in general. They're super entertaining. They're, they're four from four under McCullum as test coach. And Johnny Bairstow, the raging ginger, he, um, he's scored four tons in his last five digs. He, he's been out, outstanding. And you see Joe Root playing reverse scoops and charging bowlers. And oh, it's great to watch. Really good. Yes, Johnny Bairstow has been pretty amazing, um, smashing the runs out. But I couldn't help notice Coley um, being oh. his, his usual self, blowing a kiss. And I just thought that was a bit rich coming from him because I don't think his runs are anywhere near Johnny's this series. No, I saw something interesting the other day. And Johnny Bairstow has scored more runs in the last 25 days, days, than, keep in mind, they don't play every day, than Virat has in the last 18 months in Test cricket. Wow. That's insane, isn't it? That is incredible. Yeah, and he's, so, Johnny, he's just an un, unsuspecting hero for them at the moment too. Yeah. You would never have put your hand up and said he'd be doing that, you know, nah. 12, 18 months ago himself. But there he is just standing up and yep. scoring the big tons. So, um, McCullough. yeah, that's been good to, good to watch too. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, obscure sports, mate. That's our next topic that we like to go to. Is there something that you found over our little hiatus? Any, anything you've noticed? Yeah, well, not maybe so much an obscure sport, but an, uh, a weird moment in sport, which we've been mm-hmm. tying in as well. So um, often teams are, uh, I guess the pressure of losing is quite high. If we talk about like the Iraqi football team, if they lose or, or don't qualify or someone misses a penalty, um, those guys are often have their head shaved, eyebrow shaved, imprisoned, beaten. Um, you know, it's a it's a pretty tough task for some of those other countries if they fail. Yeah. But I decided to look for something about a country whose athletes succeeded and then they are rewarded. So South Korea's two Olympic gold medalists uh, from the Beijing Winter Games, mm-hmm. um, they were promised if they won gold, they would get a chicken pension. Um, now that's from <laughs> that's from. That, well, that is from the owner of South Korea's largest fried chicken franchise called Genesis Barbecue. Right. Um, he's promised them chicken. Well, I say chicken for life, but chicken until they reach 60 years of age. They get 24 yep. bucks a day of coupons to spend um, on chicken. But they, um, yeah, they were promised and they delivered. And now they <laughs> get fried chicken for life. And I'm like, well, that, that's such a cool incentive. That's outstanding. What, what are you going? If, if you get the choice, you're going, I'm a thigh fillet man. I think it's much juicier than the breast. Oh, yeah, but I love I love getting into the drummies. I mean, who knows? Oh, what's, yeah. what, is, what is Genesis barbecue? What's their, Korean what's Genesis their go-to chicken. dish? <laughs> Apparently, it's fried. It's definitely fried chicken. Um, yeah, a third of chicken consumed in the country is fried for another you know, yeah. useless stat for you. But um, <laughs> yeah, weird moments in sports, chicken for life. That's awesome, mate. Not very obscure. I am just going to chime in a little bit because I did see the other day, Joey Chestnut 
the hot dog eating champion, had six. Oh, yeah. yeah, he ate 64 hot dogs and he won his 15th world hot dog eating tournament. Uh, pretty outstanding stuff. I, I was watching a little bit of it. It's kind of disgusting, but yeah, well done to Joey Chestnut, uh, number 15 for him. Is that 15 years of the 4th July comp or just 15 in total? Because that, that's a lot of years of professional think, hot dog eating. I think it's 15 in total. So they may have had different championships. World titles. Yeah, yeah. They had him on the uh, the grill team I used to listen to in Sydney. And he's actually one of the worst interviews ever. So I think the, <laughs> not, not, the elevator doesn't... Not his skill. No, nah, elevator doesn't go to the top floor with uh, Joey Chestnut. But um, yeah, good at eating hot dogs. Uh, okay, mate. What about uh, around the grounds this week? What's uh, what's coming up in footy? There's not heaps. There's only the four NRL games this week, given that um, all eyes are pretty much on Origin next Wednesday. So we're a week out. It is up in your sunshine state. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, 1-1 at the moment. Big decider. So, yeah, pretty keen on that. What do you reckon of the Blues' chances going up there? I think really good, mate. I thought yeah. game two was a convincing win. You know, sort of yeah. the second half was, was dominating. But... Um, I think they're going in with some good momentum and yep. I know it's away in a tough parochial uh, Queensland crowd, but I'm backing them. I think they're uh, I think they're a good thing to win that. Yeah, I like your thoughts there. I'll be jumping on board too. What have you seen around the grounds, mate? Yeah, look, uh, like I said, it's been a couple of weeks since we've we've covered things, but just in recent times, the Swans, my Swans, went down to the Bombers in an absolute shock, which is putting their top eight uh, at risk. But the, the top six is actually really congested. There's only a couple of games in it from the top to, to sixth place, which really means that shakeup can um, can can propel people or propel teams into that top four. And this week, um, the Cats and the Ds are playing and they're one and two. So that'll really shuffle up that um, and shake up that top six. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting tight. It's getting serious end of the year, but yeah. there's a lot of teams contending. So even though the Swans are failing a little bit, it's sort of feel like they're giving them a second chance to um, – to stay in the eight. So, um, yeah, busy busy games and busy times in the AFL. Absolutely. Both codes, I guess, you start getting towards that end of winter, start of springtime, and it, and it gets yeah pretty serious in finals. I, I love that time of year. Points are crucial this time of year, I reckon. Absolutely. Beer of the week, Josh. Have we got a brewery or have we got a beer or what's, what's the go here? Yeah, I've decided to go brewery of the week again because mm-hmm. on that trip to Perth, I went to watch a Frio home game. Um, now the boys from Gage Roads were kind enough to um, comp, comp me a ticket and, and take us out there for the day. Nice. Um, now a new stadium in itself is pretty exciting for me. So checking out this amazing, I think it's a 60,000 seater, nice sort of steep um, seating. So you really feel like you're on top of the ground. We yeah. were on a sort of second tier um, area, but um, you know, great footy, Frio got up. Uh, I, I love watching any kind of live sport, but what really made the experience for me is that Gage Road, Gage Road, sorry, have won the contract there to supply beer. Now, that means they've taken on the likes of yeah, uh, right. Lion and they've taken on CUB. Mm. For a stadium that size, that's pretty hard to do usually. But anyway, they've, they've won that. And, a, and a, you know, WA Brewery, to have WA Beer on tap is excellent. So for me, that changes the whole experience of the game. So, yeah. you know, you had a range of Gage Road beers, everything from, you know, pale ales, lagers, IPAs even available at the game. So yeah. I was in my element. And uh, for me, that makes that whole sporting experience a little bit more complete. Now, pretty unique. And I think uh, the only other stadium in Oz is down in Canberra where Capital Brewing and Bent Spoke have combined 
to take mm-hmm. on the big boys and win the contract. So yeah. that happens a lot in the US at, at ballparks and, and other, yeah. other um, sporting grounds. So it'd be great to see more of that happen here in Oz because that, I don't know, I'm being selfish, but hey, makes my day out even better. Absolutely. Well, it gives you that more authentic brewery or, or pub or whatever it may be. When you're used to watching the sport on the TV at one of those, now you're actually watching the live sport still with that beer. I think it's a great idea. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, they've done they've done a really good job, and it, like I said, it's an exceptional stadium. So um, get on over there if you're in Perth. Yep, yeah, perfect, mate. Ale or bale this week, Josh. Now this guy, um, he sort of came up in the news a little bit more when we were away. He has been around for a long time. He was once the golden boy of Australian sport, but a bit of a prickly character, known to take a nude selfie or two these days as well. Uh, I'm talking about the shark, Greg Norman. And he's now heading up the, the Live Rebel Golf Tour, uh, funded by all the, the Saudi oil merchants over there. And the money is just insane. There's about 45 guys at the moment playing on that. If you come last, like you, you win $150,000 for coming last. Um, the, I think the winners get about $4 million. Um, Dustin Johnson got $110 million just to sign on. Um, so wow. I can, yeah, I could only imagine what the shark has got to head that up. But what are your thoughts on the shark, mate? Are you ailing or bailing on the shark, Greg Norman? He is an Aussie icon. He looks like an angry bastard sometimes, though, doesn't yeah. he? Really, he looks like he's got the shits. But uh, I think he wouldn't have the shits anymore. He'd be rolling in the dough. <laughs> Plenty of great stories to tell. Um, yeah. I'm having a beer with him. Yeah, I probably would, but I don't know how long it would go for uh, because I reckon a lot of the talk would be the shark talking about the shark. Shark talk. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Shark talk. Uh, one beer. Yeah. One beer with yeah, the one, shark. One, one beer. Yeah, that's it. One ale with the shark. Awesome. Um, and listeners as well, if you do have someone for ale or bale, we're happy to for you to let us know and, yeah, jump in and, and we'll have a chat about anyone really. Um, yeah, maybe it's me or Josh. Maybe you want to do talking <laughs> about each other. Yeah. All right, Josh, this week, footy tips, NRL, AFL. What have you got for us in the up there Kazali AFL league? <laughs> Mate, like I said, the Cats and Demons are going to be the match of the round, 1v2 or 2v1. Um, I reckon Cats will get up in a very close one. Mm-hmm. Swans to beat the Bulldogs. The Swans are back at home. Uh, again, it'll be a close game, both top eight teams. Pies to put a 100 on North. That just seems oh. to be the going rate when uh, people teams play the North. Uh, Tigers to beat the Suns, Frio over the Saints, Port to get up over the Giants, uh, the Brisbane Lions to beat the Bombers, Hawks to beat the Crows and what'll probably be a pretty close game too, and then Carlton to get up over the Eagles when they travel over to the West. Nice, mate. NRL for me, uh, last week, six out of eight, and this week, a little bit harder. There's lots of players missing for origin and different things. Only the four games. I'll be tipping the Sharkies to beat... The Melbourne Storm, which they're a little bit under strength, the Storm with the Origin players out. The Rabbitohs, unfortunately, will probably beat my Knights. Uh, the Eels to have a win and the Broncos to finish off the round, defeating the Dragons. And, of course, I'll be tipping the Blues next week. But we might jump in and maybe try and get a show out before then as well. Sneaky Origin update. Yeah, it should be good. should be an awesome game, actually, down there. I'll be tuning into that one for sure. Uh, okay, so better the week. Um, we like to have a little wager every week just for a bit of fun, but we always bet responsibly. This week, uh, mate, I am going to jump on the game I've been talking about already, Geelong to beat Melbourne. Yep. Uh, now, 1-39 to because I think it'll be a close game. So um, that'll get you $2.45. Perfect. 
Perfect, mate. I like that. Better the week for me is actually a week away. Uh, it's James Tedesco at $5.20 to win the Wally Lewis medal, which is player of the series. And the way they do it is base. it's a 3-2-1 in each of the games. So at the moment, first match, Munster got man of the match. Second match, Cleary got man of the match. But both of them had, they they wouldn't have scored any points in the other game that they, they didn't get man of the match in. Whereas Tedesco... I believe would have got two and two. So by my maths, he's in front. And I reckon if, okay. the, if the Blues get a win, I think that's great value because I reckon he'll be in one of our two best players. He's an absolute dynamo. So yeah, oh, yeah. just has to put in a, a fair showing by his standards to be in the running to win that, I would say. Yeah, that's it, mate. Exactly right. Mate, that's uh, that's going to wrap us up. It's been nice to chat and get back on the airwaves. So, um, mate, that's us in total. Enjoy your week ahead. Thanks again for all the listeners for, for tuning in. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but what would be great if you could jump on there and leave us a review and tell some of your mates about us. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, tell anyone, share our social pages, jump on. Um, I've been doing a few posts lately, so we might try and get a few more out. So, yeah, cheers, Josh. Sounds good, guys, wherever you are this weekend. Enjoy your beers in the sheds. <laughs>